Corporate MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things motocentric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Hey guys and gals, welcome into a new week, a new episode. This is the one and only RockyMountainATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Moto and Racetech. You guys want to do some shopping? Christmas time is around the corner. Get yourself a gift or someone else. That's right. Go to KieferIncTesting.com. Click on the RMATVMC banner. And then what you do is that will direct you right back to the Rocky Mountain page. You just do your shopping. And that gives us a slice, a slice of what you guys are purchasing and helps us out tremendously. So thank you so much for the people that are doing that. It really does help. And that's just not, it's not bullshitting you. That really does help me out a lot. So I appreciate you guys doing that. And if you guys want to get some new gear, fall time is here. You can go to fxrracing.com, use the code KKMX35, and that'll save you 35% off anything moto related over there on FXR Racing's website. And if you're a lady that loves to moto, uh, send me a picture of you riding or the current gear that you have or whatever it is to prove that you're a lady because you got these crazy-ass dudes out there that want to have a better discount than 35%. So email me, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I will get you a code that is better than the men because we love women way more than men here. I'm sorry to say that. That's just how it is. Um, and last but not least, one of our presenting sponsors is Racetech. You want to get some better suspension and an engine package, go to Racetech.com. Search anything they have over there on their website. There's a ton of stuff. Or you can email me for a discount code, sales at Racetech.com. We'll do that as well. Use the keyword Kiefer to save some money. And all of my sponsors here on 2022 shows, you can save yourself some money. There's discount codes within those commercials in the middle of this podcast. So... Don't fast forward them. I know it's about eight minutes of your life, and you guys are tweaking out and want to know more about the Yamaha, but there is some savings to be had within those commercials, and those guys are Power Motorsports. You want to get a Yamaha, which this episode is all about, 23YZ450F. Power Motorsports has it. They have special discounts for Kiefer Inc. tested listeners. So you can go over there, and you can hit me up. I'll get you in contact with David over there, get you the best price. And Moto Shippers. The Moto Shippers just ships right to my front door. Man, it's, I basically do not have to go to dealership anymore. I can just go right to Power Motorsports, go to Moto Shippers, and bam, boom, bam. I get my bike shown up a week later at my doorstep. It's awesome. Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 60, ScreenPrintingDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Fundy. The guy in studio did actually get his house, his loan through Plum Creek Funding, so that's cool. Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, Lit Pro, Fastco. That's right, you want to get... Uh, some more anti-vibration out of your KTM or your Husqvarna or your gas gas. You can go to a flex bar. Those are amazing. And, of course, if you're old like me, over 40 or in your late 30s, oldtimersmx.com. Uh, they do 20-minute motos, and they're catered for the older rider, men and women, longer 18-plus-minute motos, and you're out of there by 2 to 3 o'clock. So, Really efficient run program and longer motos, so go check them out, oldtimersmx.com, and then uh, 
Hope to see you at the 2023 races that they're going to have up on their website. All right, so today is all about the 2023 YZ450F. Holy shit, you guys are up my ass about this bike. Long awaited. The embargo is lifted Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. I brought my guy Dallas Dunn. Hi, Dallas. Hey, how's it going? Uh, I brought Dallas along with me to the Goat Farm. If you guys haven't listened to the Goat Farm Experience pod, it's the one before this one. That is up right now, so you can get all the details on what it's like to go to an intro, what in, is involved in these intros, uh, how the goat farm is, what the dirt is like, what Dallas is like at night when he drinks. All of that is in that episode. It's awesome. My guy says he doesn't drink, but yet he'll send it uh, in the back of a car <laughs> with Fireball and Coke. Uh, so uh, he says he claims that he doesn't drink, but he drinks. He's drinking water right now, but... When I drink more when I'm around you. And you why? And I don't even I don't drink. Know. It's just like a thing now over here. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, but Dallas came to shoot photography. Uh, he's an amazing photographer. I like to bring him as much as I can. I have Spencer Owens. He does all the video side. But for the still side, and I guess, well, some videos you do too. But uh, really good photographer. He has a good eye. Quick story about Dallas is um, as, as a geek as I am with dirt, Dallas is equally as that with colors and things around tracks. And when we entered the goat farm, you're rolling up, me, RV, Dallas, we're in the car, and you're entering the property, and it's rolling green hills. You got this orange dirt. You got pine trees surrounding the 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 whole facility. And, dude, it's Amazing. like you just, it looks like you just did some crack. Yeah. You just want to go out and shoot. Like, I guess I, I was, like, thinking about it. It was like you could put a crackhead in, like, a little store with – all, all kinds of cracks. Kind of, yeah, all kinds of cracks. And they'd be like... That's you. Yeah, like freaking out. That was me. Like, there's so much, like, composition-wise, so much just to be artistic with it. You know, there's just so much color. There's a lot there, man. Like... A lot going on. Like, California tracks, you get so much in the background. You get, like... Poles. Poles. You got K-rails. You got cars. You yeah. know, uh, Glen Ellen's probably one of my favorite tracks to shoot as far as having a good-looking photo, but... Other other tracks are pretty pretty rough. Yeah, so got stuff in the background. So the YZ450F is all new. Basically, I have a booklet, a stack of uh, <laughs> notes that everything um, that the YZ450F has evolved into in 2023. So if you guys want to see everything that is new and changed, you can go to my website, keyforinktesting.com. I'll have a whole little uh, spiel about what has changed and exactly the percentages and things that they changed in the chassis and the engine and so on and so forth. Uh, but it's a lighter engine. Basically, if you what they said here, I'm looking over this thing. Do you remember how light that engine was when they said that? No. Um, basically, man, it's it's basically like over a pound and a half lighter than last year. Uh, I talked to Travis Preston when we had our little powwow with all the media. And he says, here are the things that will roll over from your 22. So you got front wheel, rear wheel, muffler, fork, shock, and that's about it. There's little things internally that are different. You can run the same piston, but that's not going to matter. Um, but just if you want to swap your wheels over, that, that will work. You want to swap some suspension over, that will work as well. But Was it the clamps too? Yeah, I guess so. Clamps will be the same. The bar mount. Uh, is the same, but they for stock position they go back to my position, which is the front hole with the mount pointing forward. The front hole to you is that the one closest to gas tank? Closest then? to you, the rider. Yeah, yeah. So I guess they, I guess I should call it the rear hole. Then I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So rear hole 
mount facing forward. Um, last year there on the front hole, mount facing rearward, and that was no bueno for me. Um, so yeah, if you're looking to roll some parts over in the 22 to the 23, those will work. But don't expect your suspension to work the same like it will on the 22 because the 23 chassis is completely revised. If you look at it, it's hard to pinpoint exactly what has changed because it visually it looks the same. It's pretty close looking, yeah. Um, but rigidity, uh, longitude, laterally, all these things are much different because, man, it does feel different. So right away, uh, let, let's, let's just paint it this way. This thing has been hyped up, uh, long awaited. A lot of these riders that have ridden it say it's amazing. Oh, it's way better. We've been hearing rumors about how good it is and all these things. So mm, I've learned over the years not to get too high on things like this because I've been let down. And when we finally got to ride this thing on Tuesday, I went out, and the first thing I noticed is two things right away. Ergonomically, this bike is so much better. So you're on top of the YZ450F more than you are last year. If you're worried about cockpit feel like you are on your 22, uh, don't fret. If you are a smaller or a larger guy, I feel like it caters to both of you. I'm six foot, you're 5'8". Yeah, and it felt really good. Yeah, so the seat is plus five millimeters higher in the middle. Uh, we have a foot peg that is minus five down and minus five back. And then we have the same area you know, for the handlebar, same bend, but obviously we're on the different mount. And it just feels a lot better. I don't feel cramped. My legs don't feel out jacked up in there. So that is the first thing that I noticed that was a positive. I was like, oh, shit, this is a lot better. The second thing I noticed was how linear and easy the engine pulls. I know you're you're more of a Honda guy than I am than than uh, I am. Well, yeah, you're more of a Honda guy than I am, but you don't ride Yamahas that much. No, I don't have a lot of time on Yamahas very much in the past. I'm super connected to a Yamaha because I ride that on my own time, but I don't have to test. That is the bike I choose to race and ride and things. And um, in stock form, the 22YZ450F is very powerful, but it, it also is very herky-jerky, on-off feeling when you roll corners. There's a lot of hit. You can try to tune some of that out with some uh, Yamaha power tuner maps, but regardless... It's still a lot of bikes. So when I rolled out onto the track, the first thing that I noticed with the engine is how linear it feels. It feels similar to a KTM pulling power, which is smooth and linear, but then it has a lot of meat in the middle, more than a KTM. And as the RPMs climb up, uh, they actually increase the rev limit to five plus 500 RPM. So in the grand scheme of things, people, when you're listening to me talk about plus 500 RPM, you think, oh, that's not that much. But... Flashing back to my my 22YZ450 that has a Vortex ECU on it, it's only plus 250 RPM. So adding another 250 on top of that is a lot. So I can really run second gear really far, unlike the 22, where the second gear is pretty short. Second gear is very usable. And then third gear, although quite maybe not as luggable as the 22YZ450, still... Man, very easy to use and very easy to ride. So, Dallas, coming from a Honda engine, uh, you have an ECU, but let, let's just paint the picture with the stock ECU, right, on yeah. your Honda. What was it like when you hopped on the Yamaha for the engine? Well, coming from a Honda, you know, Hondas are known to be very powerful. Yeah. But the Yamaha, like you said, it's smooth power, but then also if you 
get on the throttle, it'll it'll finally will come up really fast, really easy. But it is manageable, and it's kind of the power is it's so usable around the whole track. And like you said, the second gear is so long. You can run like especially these SoCal tracks. You can run a lot of them. You can run second gear probably the whole track. Uh, third gear, I did notice down low it is a little more luggy. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have as much meat as like you would lazy. say. Yeah, it's a little more lazy, but then once you get in the mid, mid to top, then it's, you know, it's really good. So I did notice that as far as third gear. Um, overall, the whole bike, as far as power-wise, you know, it's it's super manageable. It is it is very powerful, but it's not like... over Overbearing? Yeah. You know, you just kind of got to be expecting it. I, I had to expect it a little bit after, you know, after getting the hang of it a few laps that... It does like to pop up a little bit. Yeah, so unlike a KTM, so if I can paint you guys this picture, I ride the KTM quite a bit as well. And the KTM, you roll it on, the front wheel doesn't loft up as easy as a Yamaha, which is a great thing. Like, I have my front wheel to the ground. I can has, And what we call that in the world of testing is having rear wheel connection. You have a lot of connectivity to the rear wheel, but yet your front end stays down. And that is the KTM in a nutshell. The Yamaha is closer to that. But it still has, you come out of a corner and you start transferring your weight back a little bit, that front end's lofting up. But at the same time, <clears throat> it's kind of nice to get that front wheel over certain bumps or something. Yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool. And I actually went out yesterday out in the desert. And I was just kind of looking for some stuff, um, you know, when it rains to ride. And I was like, you know, it'd be a good comparison to feel my bike versus the Yamaha. I know it's a dry condition, totally different conditions and stuff. But yeah, my bike didn't really feel as powerful as... As a Yamaha. Yeah. It's but the ECU is a lot tame down with that Vortex and stuff yeah. like that. So it's kind of apples to oranges, but. So the engine, uh, to me, it's it's a it's a positive. If I'm breaking down each piece of this bike. So ergonomics is a plus. Uh, I'm saying that the engine is a plus because you have a more of a linear power, easy to ride low-end RPM. So you're not getting that upset chassis through corners. Uh, another thing is, is that I'm. Second gear is more usable, like a KTM. And then third gear is almost as good as last year's, where it's luggy and you can fan the clutch and you're back in the meat of the power. Because let's face it, the 22YZ450F, it, it loved third gear. It was the only 450 that you could ride third gear around the whole track and still go fast and not worry, have to, you know, stall it. Yeah, and I, I noticed that, you know, I've heard that in the past about the Yamaha. So I did two, uh, I did do a couple laps just trying to stay in third gear and ride the whole track third gear. Mm -hmm. There's a couple turns you, you you want to drop down to second, but I did notice that it was a lot, you know, a little bit of fan of the clutch and, and you're recovered, no problem. Yeah. The the goat farm was pretty flowy. Yeah. There's a couple, about two corners that has a 180 in it that's pretty tight, but there's not a lot of tight corners at the goat farm. So yeah, just maybe two or three of them. Yeah. So for me, engine is is really fun to ride, man. And it's as a racer, it's one of those racer engines that you really appreciate because it's easy to ride fast without getting it out of control. Unlike a twenty two YZ four fifty word, like it's a lot of fucking bike to manage, you know. So um, kudos to the guys for taming down. It's more directed like towards my Vortex ECU. So kudos to the guys recognize like, hey, we need to smooth and broaden this power out and then add some RPMs on the over rev side of things so guys can be a little bit lazier. And that is what it's about, guys. So when you hear a 450cc engine, 
you're not going, hey, I need to rev the crap out of it. But when you're able to, when you have that extra 500 RPM, don't be shy about letting that sucker eat out of a corner in second gear. It's not going to be like your last year's Yamaha where you got to shift to third right away. You can actually extend your straightaway out in second gear for a very long time. Um, I'm trying to think of a part on the goat farm where I use second. Okay. I got I got one. <clears throat> so, you know, after the double and the little hip two tables yep. and that big lofty jump, you could jump all the way over. Yep. That jump's pretty big. Yeah. You know, if you go all the way to the downside, not second gear. And I wasn't like well, I hitting limit or that off big, the lip. Where I overjumped that double? I could run second gear down that whole straightaway. Oh, yeah, easy. So it was no no problem. So uh, for me, a uh, little bit more usable, and it makes you ride a little bit easier, and you probably can go faster. So I like that portion. When I ride third gear, I got to I gotta try and back it down because traction is a lot different. Mm-hmm. So I can be feeling like I'm not going as fast, but I have a lot more connectivity, and I can possibly over jump stuff. I noticed that on, those, on the Yamaha big... Uh, uh, the Yamaha tabletop. You know, if I was going through there in third gear, I'd oh, have to back, back it down the, a little bit yeah, more, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So if I was going down through there in second gear, I'd be a little more on it. Yeah. Also, too, the Yamaha Power Tuner app, it's been updated. So if you guys haven't updated your, your app on your phone, update it now. And that'll get you a lot of the new features that include sliding bars. So like the KTM had when they had one, which will be coming back, by the way. Um. They had little sliding bars where you can slide to softer, harder, uh, more traction, less traction, whatever you want. And that is how the Yamaha Power Tuner app is built around now where you can slide. Each time you slide the the bar, it goes to a different map. Did you have traction control on when you changed that map? I had it on one. So you're able to dial in the traction control. Um, there's pre-programmed map for each slide bar. And then also you can edit those maps on top of it as well if you want. So there's already set pre-programmed maps within that Yamaha Power Tuner app. I went to a control torque map. So I tried that, and then I modified that control torque map and then went from there. And that's the one you rode. You said you liked it more. Yeah, once, <clears throat> I, you know, no map. It was good. Zero. But then when you put that map on, I didn't want to change out of that map. It was so good. I can ride the bike harder and push a little harder in the corners. And and you come from a Honda where you have to physically stop, put it in neutral, and then switch the map. You don't have to do that in the Yamaha. Yeah, I think so. And that's what was cool. That's I really like that. You can switch it on the fly, and that's that's definitely usable. It's And you barely have to push it. So, like, if you guys are going through a corner, like, man, i got to get out of this too much, and just push that button, it goes that blue light on, and then you're in map two. Remember, blue light, map two. So when you're sending maps from the Yamaha Power Tuner app, it says, would you like to send in map one or map two? Map two is always blue light on, so just know that. I kept hitting that when I was trying to kill it because I'm not familiar with that button. Yeah, it confused me a couple times too. Like at the big button, I thought it was the kill switch and it's the small button. So is that, that whole button set up new? That cluster is new. Okay. So there is a new map cluster on the handlebar switch, um, a handlebar. So um, the map switch is a little bit different, so you got to get used to that and know the lay of the land. But the Yamaha Power Tuner app is very, um, I want to say it's it's more user-friendly than it has been. We're not smart people. Like, look, I'm not super smart, but I can manage my way around this Yamaha Power Tuner app, and it gives you uh, suggestions, directions as you go so you're not lost. Uh, loading it is probably just finding the, the, the Wi-Fi signal. So you just go open your phone, 
go to your Wi-Fi on your on your phone here. And I'll do this while I'm on the on the show right now, so that way I'm not talking trash. Uh, so you'll go to your settings, settings icon, and you go to your Wi-Fi. You'll see your Yamaha Power Tuner Wi-Fi. You click on that, boom, and to set it up, you will look at your CCU, so that way your Bluetooth connects to that, and then you're you're a done deal. And then you just go to your machine. It'll say 2023YZ450F. You have a control torque map, and then you'll have all your numbers. You can still edit those numbers in there. You can just push it, the grid, and you go up or down, whatever you want. Uh, it'll say plus one, zeros, and then if it's less, you'll go minus one. And then uh, you can run your TC. There's a TC tab, and there's a launch control tab. You want your rev limit up higher or lower for launch control, you can set that. And then you have your fuel and your ignition maps where you can mess around. But also, like I said, there is three already pre-programmed maps in there, hard-hitting, linear torque, and smooth linear. And then I have a controlled torque map and then a key for, I call it a key for three map that I'll post up on my website soon. So if you guys do get this bike and you want my map, uh, I will send that to you or you just go to my website and you can check it out. Do not email me. Without checking my website first. I don't know how many times you guys, hey, man, can I get that map? Yeah, bro. How about going to my website and looking at it right there? I'm going to babysit your ass. Is Come that on. the map that you that we, I run with? Yes. Key for three. <clears throat> yeah, it's good. So that's what we're, we're, we're rolling with right now. At least that's what we rolled with at the goat farm. It could change out here. And then, okay, so I had a question. So, you know, your previous Yamahas, you got the Yamaha tuner app. Yep. Why do you go to a Vortex when you have all that? adjustability there yeah that's a question i get a lot so the vortex has wider parameters than the yamaha power tuner i got another one after that one okay so the yamaha power tuner app will give you safe parameters to move around in right so that's not gonna allow you like let's say you're just you're a dumbass yeah and you can go to plus nine and it's not gonna blow up your bike that's that was my second question okay good you can really f it all up but still not gonna it might run like shit or not be as good as where you want it but then you just you know, redo it. Reset. But yeah, you're not going to hurt. Yamaha's not going to let something out where us idiot consumers can jack ourselves. That's good. So <clears throat> safety is optimal with Japanese brands, and they're not going to let this out if we can screw it up ourselves. Because trust me, uh, we can screw it up when it comes down to <laughs> doing stuff ourselves. Yeah. DIY is not very high in, in the world of motocross consumers. Yeah, I can imagine some uh, things. But to answer your question more, so that doesn't mean that the Vortex is in unsafe parameters. There's just things that we can really hone in on more with the Vortex because the parameters are smaller and you can really dial in certain things more than just fuel and ignition. So if, if we're doing plus 1%, we're doing 1% fuel and ignition changes, you can do them less or in between one to two or less than one with the Vortex. Gotcha. So you can really have more adjustability with the Vortex. And then if you want, you can go harder and really take it into some unsafe parameters. You can really screw yourself with the Vortex if you have the software, but tuners like Chad and Jamie have that software. So it's not like you and I have that Vortex software and we're doing it ourselves. Yeah, but they're knowledgeable and they're not going to put you in a bad spot either. Well, no, and that's why Chad or Jamie has me. We go out and do these tests, right? And then I will find something that works with that Vortex ECU and then they will sell that map. So that's basically how it works. Um, 
so yeah, so engine for me, much better than the 22 model. Uh, suspension. Let's 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 encompass the suspension and chassis together because this is where I have a little bit of not concern. Um, it just feels different than my current Yamaha. And what I'm going to tell you guys, I don't know if you're here from other media outlets, and I've watched some of these European uh, tests that's already out. No one's really said anything about this. So for me, it's a lot different in stock form where the fork is set and the shock is set. So we're at 7 millimeters up in the fork stock, and we're at about 97 to 98 millimeters of sag is what the recommended sag is for Yamaha. So if you got your manual, you will see this. It's way different than 22s. In the 22, we had a 5-millimeter fork height, and we had about a 105 of sag. So we have a higher setting, you know, ride height in the rear, and then our fork is up higher, which is essentially dropping the fork. So what Yamaha is doing is they're trying to make this front end feel uh, very Honda-ish, corner really good, so it has some front end bite. The chassis has changed, right? So that is some of the reasons why we have a different sag setting and a fork setting. So I went out, and although I wasn't going that fast when I first went out, it was greasy, my, the sun was in my eyes. Trust me, right away, you guys will notice it feels light. It's much lighter than the current Yamaha. Side-to-side -side movement is easy. That initial tip in the area one of the corner is very light feeling. Uh, sometimes it's so light feeling I had to oversteer in about area two of the corner because I'm, you know, pushing into my corner more than I thought I needed to on a Yamaha. Um, and for me, what I wanted to get out of the chassis, which I did not like, there was a little bit of a wiggle and a tuck off throttle when I'm on the lean angle of my tire. There is some some bumps coming into corners at the goat farm where I was pushing and I would load the front end and then I would get a little bit of a tuck and push and it was like a little bit of a wiggle. And I was like, huh, that's nothing like I felt like on a Yamaha before. So I went back and I did some adjustments. I stiffened my fork up four clicks, which helped a lot. But I noticed it. But you said you didn't like it as much because, yeah. because performance was too much and comfort was down. Yes. Um, so maybe we'd back it off two for you. But the clicks do make a difference. That brings that front end, holds it up. I dropped my fork back down to 5 millimeters. And then I tried some different sag settings, which was about 104. And it just felt too ass in low in acceleration. So then I made my way back up to 100, which was a lot better for balance. Um, but then I also softened my low-speed compression, too, to get more of a supple feel on acceleration, and then that way, the shock wasn't pushing my front end so much on D-cell. So this is a new sensation for me compared to a 22YZ450F. If you want a Yamaha that corners better, 23 is going to corner a lot better. It's a lot better in front end bite. It's a front end steering machine. You lean in the corner really nice. You come from a Honda. What's up? Yeah, like I said, I haven't had a lot of experience on previous Hondas, but I have noticed that they don't turn. Previous Hondas? I'm sorry, previous Yamahas. Okay. And then coming from a Suzuki and a Honda, you know, how great they turn. Right. You're coming from bikes that turn really good. Yeah. So that's another thing I didn't really like about the Yamahas. Um, yeah. No problems as far as turning. Like, I didn't have any. Did you get pushes or anything? Like Yes. I, I had, you know, the front end would push on, on certain parts. On area, the new bike. Area three of the turn. On the new bike. On the new bike, okay. yes. But as far as, you know, overall turning, yeah. it was a lot better than the previous model. Hmm. But like. 
a lot of this stuff that you hear Chris talk about, you know, he's really good at feeling the motorcycle. I'm your average guy, and a lot of this stuff I can't feel, but there are certain things that that stand out. So overall, turning is a lot better than the previous model. And, um, you know, coming from a Honda, it's not like I'm saying the Honda is way better or, you know, they're, I think they're pretty comparable now. I think this bike has improved a lot with the turning. So just reading what the Yamaha has here, people, um, they have a tank. The tank rail head pipe joint on the frame is lowered 15 millimeters. The tension pipe lowered down. That's, you know, where it starts to go down to the down tube uh, is lowered at 15 millimeters. There's increased rigidity at the down tube, swing arm, pivot, and foot peg cross member. So some of this um, rigidity could be what I'm feeling from the down tube. But what is really interesting to me when I was talking to the guys, um, they were testing, and if you watch the racerxonline.com video, it's 30 minutes long. Just had a conversation with Simon Cudby. He wanted to cut it. And I was like, you know what? I would rather you not cut it. It's 30 minutes long. I know it's long, but if you guys want the most out of your video and you really want to learn about the bike, you got 30 minutes of information. So we have a long video up on Racer X right now, but there's a front engine mount, okay, uh, that was in 2022 was 46.4 millimeters um, in length. And now we're down to 38.1 where the holes are. So the bottom holes are 38.1 um, now long-wise, right? Um but the pitch is reduced 8.3 millimeters for more compact engines. So everything is, is jammed in there a little bit tighter, okay? Uh, the shape of material also has changed on that front mount uh, from two 8-millimeter uh, mounts to 4-millimeter steel plates. So that is also something different. Uh, what I also want to say is those 4-millimeter plates are now split into two. So you still got an eight millimeter size, right? Width or thickness, but they're split from four millimeters each. So there's two plates per side and they're split. And when I asked the Japanese engineers about this front engine mount, why did you do that? So some test riders felt some added uh, rigidity and lack of comfort. So instead of changing um, that thickness, right, or changing that plate, they decided let's keep the thickness and then also let's just split the plate in two so that way we still have the same amount of rigidity. But also when you have two plates that are split, you do have some float there. So it will give you some more comfort. So more test riders thought that the bike had better comfort and better lean angle with those split plates. So I thought that was really interesting because that has never really I've never really tested anything like that. When I test engine mounts um, before with other ma other manufacturers, it was always you know steel to aluminum, aluminum to steel, thicknesses, shapes, but never two plates squished together uh, to get that thickness. So that is unique and and very different from other manufacturers. So I was wondering what he was talking about when talking about split plates. Yeah. So you know you go to your engine mounts, FCP or work, Works Chassis Labs or whatever, and they give you a hole in them yeah. or but i think and this is what i i feel like mark my words once they see this these aftermarket ones uh it's aftermarket companies seeing what you know manufacturers are doing to get different flex characters watch they're going to start selling these different size plates and doubling them up to get different floats and like different spacers just something you yeah. know 
because you're still getting that same thickness, but those things can float a little bit. will get you a different feel. So, and I, I know what you said, like, hey, I'm just an average guy, whatever. I'm not going to feel it. But I think if I put a solid 8-millimeter plate on there versus two 4-millimeter plates, you'd feel it. Oh, yeah. Like, engine mounts, I've I've ran before on, you know, my, especially my Suzuki. It was it, it, huge difference. Yeah. I mean, some bikes are... Some bikes are good and some bikes... Yeah, some bikes you don't feel that much. Yeah. Um, so, if you're asking me the chassis better, the jury's still out for me. I'm not all in on it yet. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, my God, it's the best thing ever. Sure, it is better in areas, and for me, it's it's a little worse in areas. Uh, I get a little bit more of a wiggle. I get a little bit more of a Honda-ish feel coming into a corner, and then it corners a lot better. There's more fun and traction when I'm in the corner. It's less vague on flat corner, but if it's bumpy coming into a corner, it's just not as comfortable as a 22 frame. It had a, I, I would get head shake going up those braking bumps into that that single that goes down in that turn. Oh yeah. So explain that to them. So as we are going up this hill, there's like a, a roller hill and it drops away. But as you went up this hill, there was actual big braking bumps. And I think they're man-made by the way. Yeah. They're like little holes yeah. all the way up and that you would get some head shake. Yeah. I was getting head shake in there. So for me, it's a little bit of a firmer chassis feel. If you guys are looking for a little bit better cornering, this is where it's at. The Yamaha's going to have a better cornering feel for you. But if you like that comfort, um, there might be slightly less of that comfort available to you. It almost reminds me of, and not, and not quite to this extent, it almost reminds me of coming from the old KTM frame to this new generation KTM frame that we have now. So a 22 frame to a 23 frame. The, the old steel frame of the KTM was flexy and it moved and had comfort, but maybe was uh, wallowy in areas. And then this 23 frame, is, uh, it's, it's more rigid. I don't say, I'm not going to dare to say, hey, this Yamaha is rigid feeling. I don't have that Honda feeling, but the action of some things that it does reminds me of a Honda. Again, the jury's still out for me. I'm not going to sit here and judge it and say, no, it's, it's not as good. And yes, it's a lot better. But I will tell you this. In some points of the track, it is better. And I do like it more. And then some points of the track, I'm like, huh, that's weird. I just have never felt that from a Yamaha. So... Um, it's just going to take me a little bit of time to dissect more. And I'm glad I got to do that out there because there's some things that I won't be able to feel out here that I was able to feel there. Like I could really lean into my corners. Unlike out here, like traction was at a premium in most areas, but yet it got harder underneath. Yes, it did. I would have thought like the goat farm would have been really deep and it, and it wasn't that deep. You know, are you disappointed? You, no. have this, you have this look on your face like you're sad. I liked the track, even though it got hard pack and stuff. It was, you know, it got blue grooved out, especially on the lips, and, you know, it got square edgy. Thanks for listening to the special 2023 Yamaha YZ450F episode. We'll be right back. We're going to listen to some commercials. Save yourself some money and hang tight and listen to all these suckers because you can save some money, and that'll leave some greenbacks in your wallet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy. Or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. ScreenPrintingDone.com T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! ScreenPrintingDone.com
I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, it's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, it's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here, 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, you put it in, and I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and, man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, That'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check him out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, Look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar, but yet I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend, and that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So, protaper.com, they have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding. 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeferinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. 
For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at. Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them. Powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Time. Why? Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris at kieferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times. Get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. Hey, we're back. Thanks for hanging tight, and thanks for listening to these commercials. They really do help. And on with this show. Um, Suspension. So don't fret on the suspension, guys. KYB comes through once again. um, I would say... You're coming from a Honda. You're like, holy shit, this stuff's good. I've like like any any time I've ridden a Yamaha, even if it was like the <clears throat> the 250 FX. Mm-hmm. You know, we did that intro. Like any Yamaha suspension is just feels plush. It's just so good. Yeah. So it's a little firmer than last year's 22 stuff. Doesn't have the pitching. You're not going to get a lot of uh, movement. Um, even though I went stiffer on the fork, I just don't have a lot of diving. I don't get a lot of that sensation. And then when I roll the throttle, I don't get a lot of that that squatting that I did on the 22. So that is improved. So there's not a lot of fore and aft movement, which is better for the chassis. 
You know those those all right, you know after the turn going into the big double that the one you overshot? The Doug Henry double? The, yep. So that's straight away and that turn right before that, you know how it had the inside line that had the little the the, roller and those bumps and, before and those bumps yeah. those were pretty good and i was when i first come into those i was expecting to get a kick in the ass but mm-hmm. it kind of just rolled right through them pretty good yeah i started jumping that section later in the day where i can just hit that first one jump go, in yeah. and then land in the in that little turn yeah so i could kind of jump over the brake bumps and land in that roller and then make it and it was really nice that way so the bike is definitely more playful i could not do that with last year's bike on a ktm i can hop bumps like a son of a bitch yeah and i can't do that with the 22 yama this bike it's more capable of doing that. I noticed that because that's why I, I have to ride my Honda like that way. A little hoppy hop? Yeah, a little hop because, you know, it's just rigid. So I try to, <laughs> you know, move around and hop over things and stuff like that. And it, I was, it was playful, like you said. Yeah, it's definitely more playful. So if you're looking for a lighter feel, a more playful feel, and if a bike that makes you stand up more, I always comment about that on the KTM. Is like every time I get on the KTM, I feel like I'm standing up around my corners more, and it's comfortable. Like, I'm like, well, I'm not going to sit down around this rut because I'm just going to stand up all the way around. It's really nice. The Yamaha is kind of like that now. Now the ergonomics are better. It feels light. I can stand up more. It doesn't feel as heavy. It doesn't. It has a tipping point that's wider. And I, I guess I don't talk about that enough in these tests. Is there is a tipping point on some bikes where if you go to lean, there's a certain point where it just kind of falls over. just kind of goes, oop, I'm falling in. Where this one... The tipping point is wider. So I have this angle where I can feel it when I'm leaning, leaning, leaning. I'm like, oh, I got to feel, I got to feel, I got to feel. And then it tips down in and I could, you know, fall on the ground if I wanted to. Um, it's that, that area is a lot wider. With last year's 22, I was going to lean, lean. I'm like, oh, I better lean harder. And all of a sudden, bloop, it just falls. Like it was very narrow. It's almost like a clutch actuator arm where it's like, all right, I'm pulling, pulling something. It grabs. I and got you. So I have a wider window of lean with this new bike, which I like a lot. So I got to make a decision on, on what I want out of this bike. Um, for me, I love stability, and I will make a bike corner. Other guys, I was talking to Daniel Blair the other day, and he's the opposite of me. He likes a bike that corners more, and he'll make something stable. Well, for me, it's harder to make a bike stable than it is to make a bike corner. I can make a bike corner. It's, it's easy to do. I feel like with, with triple clamps or fork height, sag, something, you can make a bike corner pretty well. This has a blend of both. This new Yamaha seems to have a blend of, I got pretty good stability. It's better than a Honda, better than a KTM, but still a little worse than last year. But now I got this better cornering ability that's similar to a Honda. Not quite as good, but as good as a KTM. So... The jury's still out, people. Sorry I can't give you a, a firm answer right now, but that is something different if you're coming from a last year's Yamaha. You will notice that right away. And some of you guys may like it. Dallas is right. Maybe I'm nitpicking here a little bit, but I'm so in tune with this bike. I can feel a lot. Um, what else can we talk about, Dallas? What else did you notice? Go ahead. All right, great, mm. great radio, bro. Yeah. <laughs> great radio. We didn't even talk about you that much. You didn't really talk about the bike that much. Yeah, I kind of did. Like, so do well, you, okay, <clears throat> let's say this. You're a Honda guy. We talked about this in the Racer X video. Would you buy one? So, <clears throat> Chris has known I, I've not been a huge fan of the Yamaha. I, that's why I started on. I've always liked the Yamaha, the brand and everything. But these, You started these, on a Yamaha? Yeah, YZ80. Okay. okay. Um, but this genera- this last previous generation bike, I, I just wasn't a fan of it. I didn't mm-hmm. think it looked that great. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was wide. Um, 
I like the stability of it. I like the suspension of it. I like the um, the programmer with the Yamaha Tuner app. That yep. stuff's really cool. Um, but I wasn't really like it wasn't ever on the table as far as me purchasing my my own. You know, um, this new bike it is on the table when I go to buy a new bike because I'm at two years right now. I'm on bike and uh, I wanted to go to maybe 24 and buy a new bike. Mm-hmm. Maybe 23, we'll see it. I'm not, you know, in a hurry, but especially if I get to ride it more, um, it might be uh, on the market for... 5.3 pounds lighter than last year's bike weight at 240 pounds, which is a wet weight. Um, a lot of the weight comes from the engine, chassis, chain guide, 80 grams, foot peg, bracket, foot peg brackets, 200 grams. Uh, but most of the weight down comes from engine savings. And I didn't mention, but the Power Tuner app also has suggestions for suspension. So if you're feeling something, it'll say, hey, uh, increase rebound net mean or decrease. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. I just wrote an article up on keyforingtesting.com right now where I give you um, suspension and chassis um, testing terms. And then I'll write what that term means. And then underneath that, I will put what you could talk to your suspension tuner about. Okay, if you're feeling this term, what you can do to improve that term. So if you guys are wondering, you guys want to help your suspension guy instead of just going, hey, revalve my shit, I want this, go to my website, read this, and that will actually guide your suspension guy to get you an in-depth, more dialed-in setting versus just some generic revalve setting. Yeah, that stuff's always very helpful. You know, and, you know, playing with settings. You know, I always tell my friends, you know, go out there, just mess around with your settings, and if you like it, write it down on your book. Here's a great point. You're spending, what is this? How much is 90, this? Ninety. Ninety nine, ninety nine. No, it was ninety seven. Right here. And nine 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 nine. Monster. Monster editions ten k. Team Yamaha Blue is ninety eight hundred bucks. And let me just say this to you guys: if you're spending ten thousand dollars on your motorcycle, why not fuck with it? Why not use the things that come on it to to do stuff with? Like if you don't if you just want to ride your dirt bike, go buy a Suzuki. Honestly. Like you just want to ride, I don't want to worry about it, I just want to ride a dirt bike. Go buy a Suzuki because it doesn't have anything to screw with. You just go ride it. But Yamaha comes with all these things to help you, right? You got a Yamaha power tuner up, you got these mode bumps, you got launch control, you got some suspension guide guidance, um, you got all these things. Use it. Play with it. You have it. You bought it. Try it. Don't just ride it. I understand that you guys just want to ride, but, I mean, you spent 10K and all this these features. Try it out. It's okay. Don't get scared of it. I wish my Honda had that app. That'd be cool. Dude, every bike should have this kind of shit. I think yeah. it's awesome. I, you know what? That I was supposed to come up with an app years ago, and the guy effed me on the app. Really? All my information. Oh, yeah. That app, yeah, the app never came out. Guy ran, ghosted me, gone with all of my shit. <sighs> was it going to come out on Friday? <laughs> exactly. I kept saying that. Yeah. It's coming out. Because <laughs> he kept telling me, yeah, man, I'll get you the informa- I'll get you the, the beta. Nope. Get fucked. That sucks. Um, so, yeah. So, what's my takeaway from this, guys? Uh, yes, it's a better Yamaha YZ450F for me. I'm excited to ride it more. Um, yes, I think it will take a little bit of uh, riding more to get used to it, for one, because it doesn't feel exactly the same as a 22 and to make some of these things that I was talking about a little bit better. And we can do that. That's not a big deal. But 
It's lighter. It's faster, yet more rideable. The suspension is as good, and the chassis is better in some areas and then slightly less in some areas. So for me, if I'm going to grade it, I'm getting a, a B plus. If you're going to grade it, what are you giving it? Uh, I'm giving. I'll give it a B plus. So, so like it's like, at an A level. Yeah, it's it's a. It's a if great I want to break down the engines, engine A. Yeah, engine's um, good. Suspension A. Yeah, oh, a, a plus for me. Ergonomics A minus. It's okay. So and then a lot. You know, they told us that you know it's slimmer. That you know the new bike's slimmer. Yeah. Let's let's get those facts down here. Uh, Go ahead. <clears throat> the top is slimmer, but the bottom I like because the frame is a little wide still. Oh yeah, talk about that. And That's then good. so. When I ride, I pinch, you know, my bike with the, with I my pinch. knees and um, I pinch, I pinch it, and the my knee braces and stuff. But this bike, I feel like I can pinch really good with my boots mm-hmm. and the lower part of my legs because of that frame is is the way it's set up. It's it's wide down low, but then it's narrow up top. It's still not as narrow as like a Cowie or or a Honda. I think they're pretty close, mm-hmm. but it is a lot a lot better as far as it is slimmer. But I do like that factor is that how the how wide the frame is um where you where your legs and your boots are and stuff. Yeah, like so that. if you're coming off another bike, you will notice it's a little bit fatter in that area, but that hasn't changed. The dimensions in the like the lower part of it. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that, I like that. That squeezing area is still the same as last year. But if Up you're higher. Com- if you're coming off of another bike, where that area is is different, correct? Yeah. So you always hear like people say, oh, squeeze your legs, squeeze your legs when you ride your bike. And that's true. But it's sometimes people try to squeeze up high and it doesn't always work. So you want to squeeze with your ankle area and your calves in that area. And that's really easy for this bike to pinch. Yes, that's why I noticed. Yeah. Um, the seat, you need a, seat, need a gripper seat. Yeah, the seat sucks. Seat cover, I should say. Yeah, cover. And the seat foam is, is pretty hard. Like I had monkey butt, dude. I had some serious monkey butt. We almost put four hours on the bike. So that's a lot. The yeah. most out of any media outlet, Dallas. And I didn't I. want to give it back. Like I, I was like, I know he's got more riding to do, but I'm like, and then and then when I went out, it just got watered. It was it was super slick, slick. Yeah. And then it started breaking on breaking in better. I'm like, oh man, this is really good. I don't want to I want to keep going, but I was like, I gotta give Chris back the bike. Then yeah. I had to go shoot some stuff still. So Dallas is out there for 30 minutes. I'm just lonely and not doing shit. You know. Yeah. When I got when I right when I bought it back, I was like looking. I was like, "Where's Stevie's bike?" <laughs> I wanted to, for a <laughs> I wanted to keep going. It was, the track was so fun. Also, the subframe has been simplified. So the battery, the access. If you guys want to get the shock out, you know how easy that is. That is the same. Um, it's just more of a simplified layout. The re, you know there's reduced parts. There's less weight. Uh, the shrouds are easier to take off. You don't got 27 bolts to take off the shroud. The rear fender is better. You don't got 80 bolts to take off the rear fender. So that is nice. Uh, let's talk about the durability. Although I do not know about this model, but in general, since 22, 21 had some heat treatment problems with the rod. 22 was always reliable. In the most, in most parts, the Yamaha is a very reliable machine. You change the oil um, and you ride it. Now with the new clutch design, it's smaller, a little bit more compact, and they have a different design. The clutch is more durable. I didn't have as much fade with the clutch as I normally do, and I'm a clutch abuser. I drag, I shouldn't say I drag it. I slip it to modulate my power, right? So when I'm accelerating, we're talking about those wheelies that you have when you come out of a corner. I'll slip my clutch a little bit to keep my front end down. Instead of taking my throttle off, 
I will keep my throttle on and just slip the clutch a little bit to keep my front end down. Over time, that just fries the clutch, and I can go maybe 9 to 10 hours on my 22 YZ450, then it's smoked. But when also when I ride hard on a moto, I can feel my clutch go away on my 22. I did not feel that on the 23. Although I did not put a 20-minute moto in, the dirt was a little bit heavier. I did ride hard, and I didn't get that feeling. So, I would like to ride with that um, hydraulic. I, yeah, they, so they had the hydraulic clutch for like 300 bucks. It's a, It's two bolts. Super easy to install. Yep, GYTR is selling that. So if you want a hydro, it's up to you. you. Eli Tomac says piss on hydro. But I like a cable pull myself. I like that feeling. The clutch pull is a little bit firmer than last year. Um, I did notice that, but not so bad. It's not a huge difference. Overall layout of the bike might take you some time to get used to. The front fender is a little weird. People talking shit about the number plate. I do like that the front brake hose is behind the number plate now that is hidden um it's not out in the front so that looks sano the front fender is shorter the rear fender is shorter and the and you when you sit on it the shrouds are super low like it's a lot lower yeah, my looking leg would come up very nicely and the shroud was no seamless issue. feel seamless feel um the front plate looks a little weird uh, you know it, the front end push that mic closer is similar to a uh, Almost a Honda Fender, a little mm-hmm. bit, the newer one. Mm-hmm. And same with the Fender or the front plate. But, you know, I, I think a Cycro plate would look really good on that thing. Where they wrap um, around a little bit. The shifter also had to be different a little bit. Cause 250F's the uh, rear brake, right? Yep. So 250F use a rear brake pedal. And for me, the brakes are middle of the road. The front brake's okay. It's not horrible, but it's not great. It's not like a Honda brake. Honda brake is better. I almost did a nose wheelie down one of the landings. Did you? On purpose? No, but it was cool. I wanted to do it again. I, I was like, I better not. <laughs> uh, but overall, I think if you guys have a deposit on one and you are coming from a Yamaha, uh, 90% of the machine you will enjoy, I feel like. I just... It's, it won't be a bad purchase, especially when, no. you, when somebody customizes it, you know, changes these little things. I mean, it's always splitting hairs when you hear the media guys talking about this and stuff. And this is our first impression, guys. So don't get all up in arms and don't be... Oh, Kiefer hates it. Don't put words in my mouth. I like it. It's better. I like it more than the current bike. It's just these things that I normally do not feel on a Yamaha is a little bit different. That is all. So that is what I'm saying. So I don't want to hear anyone else saying I don't like the bike. Sorry, I'm not completely blowing the machine right now. I don't want to blow it because I rode it one time at one track. Give me some time. And maybe I will grow to enjoy it more, and I'll suck it off more later on down the road. But right now, the sucking is minimal. Or I could go the other direction. You never know. Uh, I maybe wouldn't even get. I'd get totally away from it. Won't even suck it off at all. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Maybe I'll totally get away from it and just ride red. Look at, I've ridden some red bikes that are good. It just takes some work to get them there. Yeah. And uh, it's been fun riding some good Hondas, especially two fifty F's Hondas. Whoo. That's good times. Um, so, yeah, so that basically wraps it up for this thing. Um, if you guys do want to know more about the bike, if I didn't cover it here, hit me up, Chris, at KieferIncTesting.com. I'm happy to help you guys. I'm sure I'll be getting a lot of emails about this bike. Um, Dallas, we'll see you on a Yamaha soon. No? I want to ride it more. I definitely <clears throat> I definitely do. I want to um, kind of lit the fire in my ass a little bit to get more into Back into the swing of things a little bit. How much do we owe on your Honda still? 7200 Jesus. Are you paying interest? Yeah. 
God, dog, dude. Do you remember? 11-7. 11, 11, that was actually not that much money. I know. Now, now, now like, that I look at that, it, yeah. it, got, it got crazy. You were paying like 13. Dave paid 14 for yeah. his. Oh, my God. That's why I'm gonna re- I'm gonna keep it for at least another year. Power Motorsports. You don't want to pay fourteen grand for a bike. PowerMotorsports.com. Kawasaki's, Yamahas, and KTM's. KTM's. Yep. So check them out. Yeah, a lot of people. Sometimes they'll hit me up and like, hey, you know, where to get Cowie? Or I'm like, David. Yeah. Power Motorsports. Uh, <laughs> they should be arriving in dealers. Um, what is today? The 21st. So I heard end of this month, first part of November. So that is nice. You guys could be uh, getting some, I think, monster editions are coming first. A lot of these dealers are getting monster editions first. Is all that gone, all that, you know, like what happened with a couple years ago with no one could get bikes, and are they making a lot more now? Um, I don't know if they're making more, but I think people aren't buying as much. I think well, people now, went through their buying the spree, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, And I think those... uh. I'm looking over at the, some of these schematics of the of the bike. Um, but I think some of these people, you know, already did their spending, and they're kind of like, oh, shit, I got to chill out a little bit. Um, real quick, shout out to uh, Yamaha Parts and Accessory Division. They have all different kinds of stuff. Hydraulic clutch, radiator braces. They already got an ignition cover, GYTR ignition cover. looks pretty trick. Um, they do sell high-compression pistons, clutch covers, chain guides, uh, power filters, radiator guards, all these things. So if you're looking for, you know, Yamaha genuine parts, um, they do have a lot of those. And I used to work for GYTR back I in the day. I think Spence got uh, photos of the GYTR parted out bike. Oh, really? Yeah, he got statics of that bike. Um, and also, don't forget Blue good. Crew. Everyone <laughs> could be a Blue Crew member. doesn't matter if you race or not. Sign up for Blue Crew uh, Rewards, and they can uh, you get some stuff. You can get some oils, shirts, hats. Support uh, the brand that you ride. I know my buddy David Martinez rides a Honda, and there's wings all over the hell on his on his truck. Yeah, oh, he's really? got wings. He's got ride red on his in his garage. He's got all kinds of shit. So maybe Vaj, maybe Vaj will get on a Yamaha again. Think Vaj will get a new bike? Mm. He's out. He's probably gonna ride a snow bike up in Idaho. Yeah, he hasn't even ha- experienced winter yet. Uh, thank you to Yamaha and Star Racing for letting us come out to Ricky Carmichael's place. You just texted me earlier and said that's probably the most, well, not the most fun, but you had a really good time. I had a great time, and, and thanks to Yamaha, they, they treat us really well. They do. And they, Everyone they does. The like, you go mile. anywhere, like, all, all these manufacturers treat us really well when we go to these things. Yeah. And I feel like they're trying to influence our decision on the bike. Um, but you can guarantee me, um... If I'm if I'm talking about the bike, it's it's actually what I think. It's not because I got fed free dinners and yeah. whatever the fuck they're giving you, right? So, um, it is a nice place to go test. It's cool to see the facility, all the, you know, all the, I guess all the stuff that's been brought through that area. Yeah, it's you know? crazy. I mean, I was thinking about a lot that, you know, no wonder those guys are killing it. They have that facility is. It's like a college football team. Yeah. That's how it's ran. The amenities they have, how everything works, you know, their schedules, they have, I mean. Everything's there at disposal. Yeah. They got everything. The parts room, they got a lounge, they got their own mechanics lunch area where the mechanics can hang out and just chill out. I didn't see the locker room. I heard about it on the other pod last night. Yeah, there's a locker room right there, right where our bikes were parked. Uh Uh-huh. Right there. Full-blown lockers, showers, shitter. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So, not a bad place to uh, 
be if you're an up-and-coming amateur and that's where you want to land. Just uh, start kissing Bobby Reagan's ass a little bit and do good and see what happens. Um, good job, Travis Preston. Stevie Tokarski. I said it right for the first time. Tokarski. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Steven Butler. I heard Steven had a little spill today. He might have went down at the goat farm when doing the phase two with the media. So get well soon, Steve, if you... Uh, if you're hurt, and uh, thank you to all the the marketing team and everybody that invited us out, man. It's, it was a cool three days, and um, yeah, look forward to getting this bike back at home and riding different tracks, and then making it back east sometimes to ride some more stuff. Because every time I go back there, I feel like I need to live back there. I know I could live I, off the grid like that. Yeah, I was telling Sandy, I was like, man, I want to move to Georgia, dude. It's nice. But then the more we were there, I'm like, eh. Well, and, and we can't be fooled. We were there in the fall. Yeah. Nice weather. Yeah. I've been there in the summer. It is freaking brutal, dude. Humidity. Oh, yeah. Narbar. Yeah. So. I heard somebody, I was in the gas station or something, someone was talking, and they're like, oh, it's finally nice out right now, like, humidity-wise and all that stuff. Yeah. <clears throat> but. Um, but if you got, like like you said, if you were to have a track for, like, you, yeah. have all that stuff, that'd be, it'd be great. And then exactly, like. Um, I wouldn't how, leave. How that they explained it, you know. Um. For them to have their silly there, it, it's it makes sense as far as expenses like out here in California. Let's uh let's get give me that toggle. Who is it, Joe? <coughs> we got a phone call coming. We're gonna take it live. Hope yeah. he doesn't mess up. Hold on one sec. Uh, hello, Joe. What are you doing? So you're uh, live on the air right now on the Kiefer Tested Podcast. So just letting you know this. I'm I'm live on the air right now. Yeah. So Joe Aloff, his son, right now is. We can announce it, I guess, yeah? Uh, yeah. Why don't you announce it for us there, Pops? I'm assuming you mean the team Liam is riding for. Correct. And he will be riding for the NSA Rock River Yamaha team. So this, uh, this whole podcast was about the 2023 YZ450F. That sounds like you're in the garage throwing tools across the, the, the garage because <laughs> you're pissed off. But... Um, How's everything going with the Yamaha YZ250F? Uh, really good. We're still waiting to receive uh, our bike from the team, but as you know, we are currently riding a Kiefer-tested loaner. There it is. I am the guy in between rides. I'm the fill-in uh, media place to go if you need a bike. Uh, Kiefer Inc. does uh, provide. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, it's been going really good. So you're Blue Crew now, so we're just talking about the whole Blue Crew amateur thing. We're actually, we're getting to wrap this whole thing up right now. But uh, now that you're part of the Blue Crew program, so we have a one-year deal. We're uh, riding 250B Limited and what else? Schoolboy? Uh, no, I mean, I'll probably jump in there. I'll probably throw him in there a few races here and there and probably some 250B mod stuff at like Mammoth and stuff because – Nobody's really riding a stock bike up there, but uh, mostly 250B Limited and 450B Limited, probably still on a 250. Yep. Um, and then at least for the first part of the season, if not the whole season. So, so Liam won the Super Mini 2, 13 to 15, or 13 to 16 at Loretta's? Yep, yep. Super Mini 2 and uh, was second in Super Mini 1. So now we're moving up, so... Part of the Blue Crew program right here. So, anyway, we're wrapping the show up. Did you need something important, Joe, now that you're calling me? Um, 
Oh, it's always important when I call. It's never just a chit chat. <laughs> All right. So, well, yeah. I'll give you a call back after this show's done, and uh, I just wanted to get make sure everyone knows about Liam's Red and Blue Crew. So we'll uh, we'll chat later. Okay. Hey, but why I got you? Why got you on the phone? You know yeah. what's uh, what's the deal with the twenty three four fifty? Well, we would love to recap right now, but you just have to listen to the whole podcast back. Sorry, Joe. Uh, I gotta wait till Monday to listen to it. Yes. Sorry, Joe. No. That sucks. Embargo life. And now we got to really keep it because you're part of the Blue Crew team, so you don't want to screw yourself right now. You don't want to get leaked information and really screw yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm reading into that statement, and I think I know what that means. I will say this, Joe. This bike may get you out of retirement. It may actually make you want to go ride a dirt bike. Like Dallas here, and Dallas Dunn's here in the studio with me. Hey, Joe. Uh, Hi, Dallas. He is a Honda guy, and he says he would consider buying a Yamaha now. Wow. Right. Wow. So yeah. Maybe we can uh, get you out of retirement to ride the 2024 um, or 2023 Vet National on a 23YZ450. Maybe. You're maybe not going, we'll... Joe? <clears throat> You're not going to the Vets? Uh, I'll probably go, I might go watch. But I haven't ridden in about two years, so I'm not riding, that's for sure. That's what happens when you got a kid that races all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh I was just watching a 2007 Canadian Supercross, and there was one 115 Joe Aloff on a Kawasaki. I was just watching that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A year after my... This was the comeback, yeah. right? Uh, somewhat. To Supercross, yeah, because I skipped Supercross in 06 after my broken neck thing, and then I raced outdoors 06 and then back to Supercross 07. We'll have to come down and do a show, come over here and do a show one time so we can talk about all the old days and Team Subway. People love to hear about that shit. Yeah. Good times. All we the, can do that. All the money that you're owed still. No, no, I'm good. That was JT. Oh, you're paid up? So JT's the only one. I thought you got jacked a little bit. Uh, a little bit, but I, I broke my neck, so I had the sympathy factor, and then I had a, a very persistent wife. <laughs> just kept asking every week she saw the guy and she was like okay fine i'll pay you oh my god that's awesome uh, so all right i'll uh, i'll uh, i'll chat with you later i'll call you back all right okay bye bye all right well that wraps it up for the show want to take that call so you guys know liam aloff's part of the blue crew program but thank you for joining me thank you for sponsoring and uh sponsoring thank you for helping our sponsors and do you help our sponsors dallas yeah Blood lubricants. Okay. Do you go to Rocky Mountain ATVMC to shop? I do. Do you go to Kiefer Inc. Testing first and click on the banner? I do when I have. Okay. I haven't, I haven't had to get much, but I do do that because I know it. You know, it's better to do it than not. You know, it's going to help somebody they're out. are helping the sport. That's right. So uh, support our advertisers. They support this show. Thank you for the people that actually do it and listen. And as always, if you see me at the track or anywhere, just come up and chat. Happy to talk to you about your bike or whatever it may be. Um, we'll see you at the track and uh, we can chat. So thank you for joining me and uh, thank you Dallas for being here and thank you for shooting awesome photos and uh, we'll be back next week with a vet training edition. This, sh this should be right up your alley Dallas. Yeah. Get you back in the mode. I need to do something if I'm racing. It's I, I was going to race the, the vet nationals and I thought I had to work this whole time and then I just looked at my schedule last week and you don't have to and now it shows like I must have you, overlooked it because I'm off now. I'm like, I haven't been preparing or nothing because... It's a vet race. No one prepares. I did a little bit, even though I sucked. Well, you'll be fine. I mean, it's... 23YZ450 at the Vet National for you? 
I'm in. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you next week.